I cannot begin to tell you how frustrating it was to build a website when I first got started blogging. Building web pages was a chore, trying to collect email addresses was totally hit and miss, and trying to hire someone to do this kind of stuff for me was insanely expensive until I stumbled on Thrive Themes. Before Thrive Themes, I was spending hundreds of dollars a month just to keep my site up and running, collecting new leads for my business. But now I pay one flat fee and get everything that I need in one plugin. There are thousands of themes out there on the internet, but Thrive Themes is the only one that is not only lightning fast and very intuitive, but it is the only theme that I have seen that is also very conversion focused, meaning more leads for your business, which equals to more money in your pocket even with a small audience. Thrive Themes is the one and only plugin that I install on every one of my new websites that I build because it just works. The Blogger Evolution Podcast has partnered with Thrive Themes and can get you a 24% off coupon when you sign up for their Thrive Membership Yearly Plan. So start or improve your blog today by adding what some are calling the ultimate arsenal of business weapons all in one place. Visit Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes. That's Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes for your 24% off coupon. Yeah, absolutely. You nailed it. And I know that's the same thing you do as well is, yeah, publish that information out to just help people. You can find my website and you could build your business through the Entrepreneur Ride Along by using all of my free content. You could come there and and just get a bunch of free value and free content and everything that I'm publishing and talking about on my podcast and start building your business that way. Um, so yeah, all, all of my businesses are out there to help people. And then I can offer some type of premium service or uh, something premium to start monetizing the site and uh, generate some revenue from the website after I'm already helping people and providing that value. Regular people are taking their passions and interests writing about it in a blog and making a living from it. But not everyone is successful. There is a right way to build a blog and a wrong way. And I am here to help you succeed with your online business. My name is Chris Miles, and this is the Blogger Evolution Podcast. Oh, and welcome to the Blogger Evolution Podcast. My name is Chris Miles. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your day. So to get our episode started today, I have a question for you. Have you ever taken care of something and it ended up taking care of you? Recently, I was talking with my brother-in-law and he has a 2002 Toyota Camry. Now, this is an 18 year old car. And one of the things I've always asked him is, man, when are you getting a new one? His name's Alex. When are you going to get a new car, Alex? And he always say, nah, man, I'm going to run this one into the ground. That car has nearly 300,000 miles on it. And when you go out there and you look at it on the street, it almost looks like a brand new car. I mean, he's kept it polished. He's kept it clean, rotates the tires, changes this, changes that. And the question is, how did he do that? How can he make such an old car look so, so good for its age? Well, it's because he takes care of his car. He would always tell me that if you take care of it, it will take care of you. And that's exactly what he's been able to do with his car. He hasn't had a car note for, I believe, around 10 to 15 years. 
But the thing is, a car that lasts that long, a car that still gives back, even at 18 years old, it didn't just happen overnight. It took work. It took some trial and error. But because of everything that he's put together in the front part of owning that car, making sure that it it had its oil changes, making sure that it uh, stayed clean and didn't get all gunked up with dirt and everything constantly, now it still looks good. And he drives it around confidently. So what do we learn from that whole little situation? Well, working hard on the right things brings benefits for years to come. Notice how I said working hard on the right things. We can work hard. There's a lot of people who are working hard and they are just spinning their wheels. Is that where you are? Are you? Do you feel like you're working, working, working and getting very little bit back? It's because we need to learn how to work on the right things. Because when we work on the correct things step by step, then it will bring benefits for years. In episode 10 of the podcast, we did talk about different passive income strategies. And the one that stood out to most of you was the last one in the podcast, choosing an obscure niche. Why obscure? Well, the reason why you want to choose like a random niche that maybe not a lot of people know about is because chances are it has low competition, but like any niche, it probably has motivated buyers. You just have to go out there and find it. So we've been talking passive income and what I do in order to build a passive income, more specifically with an online business, with a blog or YouTube channel or a podcast. But now it's time for you to hear about some other people who are having the exact same experience. So yes, today in episode 11 of the Blogger Evolution podcast, we are having our first guest and it is Jake Lang from the entrepreneurridealong.com. Jake is earning a consistent 5 to 6000 dollars per month with his blog and as you'll see in the or as you'll hear I should say in the interview more recently it's been upwards of 8 to 9000 dollars per month that he's earning passively. And guess what he's selling? Insurance training. Now, I don't remember all of the details, but he'll get more into it in the podcast. So it's a really good chat. Um, We're talking strategies. We're talking tools, um, some interesting info on a dog breed that he calls a Pomsky that he's also making money with. He's using that information that he has about the dog to monetize a following online as well. So one thing I will try to do is if you do want to jump just to like the last five minutes of the podcast, there you're going to get my main takeaways from the chat. But I encourage you to listen all the way through because it is really a good informative chat of other people who are doing the exact same thing that uh, that, that I'm doing, the exact same thing that really thousands and thousands of people are doing around the globe. So take out some paper, take out some pen, take some notes. This is going to be a good one. Let's jump in. All right, so I'd like to welcome onto the show Mr. Jake Lang from the entrepreneurridealong.com. He has generated over $160,000 worth of passive income with a number of websites, including uh, one where he teaches people how to do insurance. Is that right, Jake? Yeah, that's right. Uh, of course, actually selling insurance study material to help people pass their exams in the insurance industry. 
Oh, okay. That, that makes perfect sense. So you were selling some courses there, I would assume, right? Yeah, all online courses there. Oh, that's oh, that's that's right up my alley right there. <laughs> now, look, Jake is a busy, busy man. Okay, we're talking about courses that he's created, membership sites, blogs, coaching, podcasts, multiple podcasts, by the way. And I read somewhere that you had over seven businesses so far. That's true. Yeah, it's true. Working on number eight right now. Some are no longer around because they were so terrible. They had to. I just had to get rid of them. But started eight so far. Oh, that's that's pretty good. You know, I know a lot of people who haven't started one, so <laughs> you are doing excellent with that. So, how did you get into this whole online business thing? And oh, actually, was that was all of your businesses online, or were some offline? Yeah, yeah, all of them were online. I think I started my first one back in probably 2014, and just from listening to podcasts like yours and hearing people that have done it in the past, uh, I listened to Pat Flynn, Amy Porterfield, and those big, huge names in the industry now. I got my start from them just hearing what they were doing online. And I started trying to make little niche sites and online businesses. And um, my first two totally flopped until my third one, I figured it out. And that's associate PI, the insurance courses that you had mentioned earlier. And that one's still going strong today. Really? What kind of income is that really generating for you right now? If you don't mind me. That one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one's typically uh, five to 6,000 passive income per month. And now it's actually getting up recently to about eight or 9,000 per month in recurring revenue. So it's definitely scaling nicely still to this day. Goal is to get it to 10,000 per month. And I'm, I'm almost there, just a little more work. Oh yeah. I know. I know that's like the goal that usually <laughs> everyone wants to have that, that, that coveted $10,000 month. That, that golden number. I'm trying to get there. So when you say that uh, it's passive, I just want to dive a little more deeper into the passive nature of that. Did you just, just set it up one night and it was ready to go or, or how did you build that up? Yeah, it was a lot of work up front simply because I sell eight online courses there because there's eight exams that you need to pass to earn this certification. Mm -hmm. So a lot of work up front, studying, taking my own notes, writing my own study material and practice exam questions. But once I got past that hurdle, which was probably about three months per course is typically what I spent for a lot of work studying and building the course. But since then, now I probably spend about three hours a week on that website, just wow. answering customer service emails and helping people uh, just pass their exam and answer questions about their exam. So right now it's pretty much hands off passive as soon as I got it up and running automated email funnels and get people yeah. in, uh, to download my lead magnet, get on my email list now. I sell my courses automatically that way. Oh, that's that's pretty awesome. That's that's amazing how you've been able to do that and just have kind of a set it and forget it nature to it. But you, you did mention that it did take work to build that up. Let me ask you, um, how are you getting people? How are people finding uh, this website and how are they finding that these courses even exist? Yeah, so all of it is organic search traffic just through SEO and ranking on Google. I also do a little podcasting in YouTube, but the, the majority of traffic comes through my organic search traffic on Google. And that's all from blogging. That's from finding keywords, just because it's such a niche topic that there's maybe only four or five, maybe six other people out there selling study material. And it seems like none of them are really in the blogging game or know much about SEO. So that was kind of my differentiator as I came in, I found the keywords that nobody was writing about. I started blogging about them started hitting the first page, number one on Google. And now I get, I, I don't get a ton of traffic because it's so niche. I'll say I maybe get five to 6,000 new users, unique users per month to that website. So it's not a ton of traffic, uh, but that ends up resulting in 20 to 30 sales of a course that's you know, $400 each. So it ends up being that five to $6,000 in revenue. 
every single month. So, so it's all organic traffic right now. And I'm trying to grow that as well. Wait, so you're telling me that you had, you have, you're not getting hundreds of thousands of hits to your website and you're still making what eight, eight or so thousand dollars a month passively. Yeah. that's the beauty of it. Write a couple of blogs, get a couple thousand people to your site and you can have a, a website that's now going to help me leave my day job and, and continue uh, to the entrepreneurship uh, lifestyle full time. All right. So just let me make sure that I have it straight here. So because it's not as many people who are making it to your site, those people are probably more what targeted, I guess I would say. Right. So mm-hmm. those people are more interested in what it is that you have to write about and they're more likely to buy something. Would that be the case? Exactly. Yeah, you nailed it. I'm one of the only people out there blogging specifically about how to pass these exams. And I've kind of nailed the keywords that they are exactly searching for. So I'm answering all their prayers. They're typing this into Google, sending out a prayer and I answer it and uh, they get on my email list. And then I can uh, provide them with more and more value until I say, oh, by the way, I offer this online course. And then people are warmed up. They trust me. They've read all my blogs. Then they're ready to buy my study material. Gotcha. Gotcha. So just to be clear here, you you saw like a, a, a spot in the market that wasn't being served. It was being underserved, I guess you could say. So how is it that you saw that and knew that there was opportunity there? Did you just see it and, oh, I want to go ahead and make a blog on that? Or how necessarily did that spot be become aware to you? Yeah, and that was a lot of guesswork, guess and check work in the beginning. I, I told you I started two other sites which both failed miserably because I didn't do any research into market and do people want to buy this product? Is there anybody searching for it? So by the time I got around to Associate PI, I'd figured things out in terms of keyword research, in terms of uh, validating the market first. So I was studying for these exams for my, my day job for my employer. And I use a long tail pro. My, it's a keyword research tool uh, that helps you kind of like see how many people are searching for various things. What's the competition like? Is anybody else writing about these topics? So by my third website here, I kind of knew what I was doing in terms of keyword research. So I started looking for this certification, these exams and figured out, I think it's about 12,000 people per month are searching for this certification in general. Mm -hmm. And like, nobody was writing about it. Nobody was writing about each exam. I already tested all the study material and knew that I hated it and I wanted better study material. So I went out and kind of figured out, okay, nobody is writing about this topic. Everybody I talked to already hates the study material. I can go in and start blogging here. I know there's a niche. And I was already a validated market because people are already shopping for study material to pass these exams. I can go deliver a better study material and drive all this traffic to my website. So that's how, how I went about it was the keyword research, finding people searching for it, nobody writing about it. And that's where I found my little niche opportunity there. So was it kind of a feel Did you kind of like you knew people were looking for it because you were looking for it and you knew that you weren't mm-hmm. just, you know, the unicorn. You knew that you were looking <laughs> for some information, but you were having a hard time finding it online. And that was basically what told you that, okay, I can create something and other people are going to find it. Exactly. Yeah. I was out there searching for it. My colleagues, my coworkers were all looking for it. And we were all complaining about the same things about the study material being awful, the practice exam questions, not preparing you for the exam. So I already knew the pain points. And then I had the background to do the keyword research and figured out, okay, there is actually a lot of people searching for it, not just me and my friends. I can go out and deliver this because now I'm taking the exams. I can answer these questions and I can blog about it. Now, I really like the point that you made there, because in terms of knowing that there was something that could that was being underserved and that you saw that you had an opportunity to create something better than what was out there, uh, you needed to find a way to insert it 
without without necessarily validating it. Um, you did have to put it out there. You did have to see if it was going to sell. But you had a feeling because you knew what was there. Uh, sometimes with uh, new bloggers, they are so tied to their keyword research tools. They're so tied to, okay, this particular term gets this much traffic, so I need to create content on it. But you mm -hmm. went more on, okay, I personally am going through this. And I know that other people are going through it as well. So it was almost like a hunch, a feeling. You knew that this was going to work. I know you had a couple of failed ones before, but this one actually worked out for you because you went with your gut feeling. Absolutely. Yeah, it helped a lot being specifically there. I was the person facing the challenge. So I knew exactly how to speak to other people facing that same challenge because I had already gone through it. So. Yeah, you're spot on. I kind of used a mix of yeah, the keyword research stuff, but also yeah, my my gut feeling of this is what we need. I've I've already talked to everybody. I've gone through it personally, so I know what the market needs, and I can deliver that. Yeah. Now, much like many bloggers, I'm sure uh, I know you said that your your first couple of ventures didn't necessarily work out as well. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you. Tell me about how uh, a failed site. What what did that teach you about how to be successful? Because you eventually were. Yeah, I'll, I say this all the time that I would not be where I am today if I didn't start that first website and totally screw everything up and totally mess up the site and shut it down because I learned so much about just setting up a website. And, and the first website I ever created was called buymailingaddresses.com. And I don't know why I thought it'd be a good idea, but I thought it could sell residential leads and commercial leads, mailing addresses for mailing campaigns to local small businesses. And that, that was the first attempt that I tried. Uh, quickly learn that Google and other services, these giant companies already offer exactly what I was trying to do. Nobody needed what I wanted, uh, what I was offering because I didn't offer any of the marketing stuff. I just gave you a bulk of addresses. I had this program where I could aggregate everybody's address within a town and within a market and, and give it to somebody for a mailing campaign. And, um, I set up a website. I started blogging. I started learning all these little tricks and and tools. So I started really doing the research. But after a couple of months, I realized after finally going out and talking to people and pitching my product, nobody wanted it because that problem was already solved in a much easier, robust way with everything they ever needed that some little guy in college offering, you know, addresses for a small town in New Hampshire wasn't going to make a big splash in the market. So I, I quickly realized there was the wrong business and my service wasn't needed. But I learned so much because then I quickly turned around another website that one flopped as well. But then the third time was a charm and I found something that actually worked after I figured out that market research stuff and online business stuff and SEO stuff. So finally got to go in the third time. That's awesome. That's awesome. What other kind of tools have you been using to really come up with, you know, uh, with, with the keywords that you need, with uh, the information that you know that people out there are looking for? Yeah, I'll say Longtail Pro, I probably use every day. That's my preferred keyword research tool. I've used uh, Hrefs before, Hrefs. Uh, that's an awesome, even more powerful tool. Uh, but for what I need, I just stick to Longtail Pro for keyword research and that I can kind of validate a niche that way just by search volume and and looking at things that way. Um, so the other tools that I use in terms of uh, uh, blogging, I'll say Yoast SEO, the WordPress plugin is awesome for just, it kind of checks the boxes as, as you're writing a blog and tells you everything is like SEO, green light, good to go ready to be posted. So that's a big one. Um, and then uh, just typical Google searches, I'll use 
Reddit, Facebook, uh, SurveyMonkey, things like that, just to go out and do some market research and talk to people in these communities and then in these niche areas and figure out what they're struggling with uh, in terms of like Reddit and Facebook. I'll go and start posting in those groups and posting surveys to figure out what are people actually struggling with, what are their pain points, and then I'll tie that into my keyword research and I can create blogs based on that and create products and services based on what everybody is struggling with in this market. Okay, so you did a little research first before you just jumped into it using those tools so that you could validate that what you're trying will at least had some shot at being successful. Exactly. Yeah, I, I want people to tell me what they're struggling with, what are their pain points, and then I can go and solve it. That's what I learned with my first two failed websites as I was guessing and assuming what everybody was struggling with, what their challenges were. If I had gone out and talked to my markets first, I would have realized I was totally off, off base. Uh, my assumptions were not correct. And, they, and instead, I can survey and talk to people and they'll tell me what they want and what they're struggling with. So I go and solve that problem. So that's what I learned by the third time around when I realized, okay, the online courses in the insurance industry, people actually need this and want this and I can deliver that. That's amazing. That's that's awesome. I just I, I love you're failing forward, even though it didn't necessarily work out. You learned so much from it. You learned so much from it. Well, look, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break for our sponsors and then we're going to come right back. Have you been struggling to make money with your blog or maybe you'd like to learn how to build a blog and start generating a passive income, but just don't know how to go about it. But don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing Blog Builder Pro. Blog Builder Pro is a comprehensive online course designed to take you from a complete beginner to having a website up and running that is making you money. Blog Builder Pro takes the guesswork out of monetizing your blog by teaching you an easy and step-by-step -step guide called the Nifty 50 Core Steps. These steps will tell you what to do and when to do it so that you are never lost. One of the biggest frustrations that newer bloggers have is that they do not know if the work they are putting into their sites will yield them some kind of results. But thanks to the more than 60 professionally produced lessons, special worksheets, easy blog and email templates, exclusive discounts, and a community that is there to help answer questions 24-7, Blog Builder Pro is rocking the industry with this groundbreaking and comprehensive training, holding your hand step-by-step -step from start to finish. And listeners of the Blogger Evolution podcast get a special treat by getting a 10% discount just by using promo code podcast. So go to blogbuilderpro.net and check out the free webinar for some more information. That is blogbuilderpro.net and use promo code podcast for your exclusive 10% discount. Did you know that if your website is running too slowly, it can cause higher bounce rates, lower search engine rankings, lower page view numbers, and even lower conversion rates. To put it simply, a slow website means lower profits. In fact, if your website is delayed by more than one second, it can literally be costing you thousands of dollars a year. But don't worry, I have an answer for you. WPX Hosting. WPX Hosting has some of the fastest website hosting on the planet with lightning quick servers, 24-7 support that is available in less than 37 seconds when you need them, blazing fast load times, and even a free high-speed content delivery network. But that is not the best part. Even if you are with another 
host WPX Hosting will work with you for free to migrate your site over in less than one day. Along with automatic backups, malware scanning and removal, email, staging area, and 99.95% uptime guarantees, WPX Hosting is the exclusive web host for the Blogger Evolution podcast. Our friends over at WPX Hosting want you to join the family as well. For a limited time, you can enjoy a 50% discount on the first month of hosting, meaning that you can make your website faster for less than $13. Visit Benji'sDad.com slash hosting for your 50% off coupon. That's Benji'sDad.com slash hosting. Remember, a Faster website means higher profits. All right, and we are back from with Jake Long from the entrepreneurridealong.com. Be sure to check the notes down in the show notes if you want to go check out his stuff. I did notice he had one cool thing on there where he says he can show you one how to get 1,000 uh, hits of traffic to your website in one week using something. What is? Tell me about that, Jake. Yeah. So I call it my 1K challenge. And I will say it's within one month, not one week. That's the only, oh. only oh, thing. So okay. <laughs> not that magical, not that powerful yet. Uh, but it is my process that I use whenever I start a new website, how I get the first 1000 people to my website within one month of starting that site up. And that's primarily through just finding some really low, low competition keywords with good search volume, blogging about those, getting backlinks to those and getting them up on Google right away. Um, and a little bit of um, what I, I kind of call like the uh, manual marketing connection where you go out to Facebook and Reddit and connect with people and, and drive organic traffic to your website that way. But primarily SEO. And that is I put together a five-part video series uh, to teach people through in five days. So one week of work, set your website up to drive 1,000 people to your website by the end of that month. And I'm seeing people get incredible success with this. It's this challenge to drive 1,000 visitors. So that's over at theentrepreneurridealong.com slash traffic if you guys want to download those videos, that free video series to go through that challenge with me. Yeah, so definitely go check that out, theentrepreneurridealong.com slash traffic if you want to learn that new process, especially when it comes to SEO. Now, a lot of times, um, you know, SEO is, a lot of people can consider it to be slow. Uh, do you have like any hacks that you kind of use to, to be able to get that kind of turnaround within the month? Yeah, there's a couple of big things. Uh, one of them is using Google search console. And that's right. When you write a blog, make sure you plug it into Google search console. And that basically tells Google, Hey, I read a, I, I wrote a new blog, go check it out. And the Google boss will crawl it and make sure it's up on, on Google and indexed for people that are searching. That's number one. Uh, number two is doing all your keyword research and on-page SEO. That's the second most important thing, which is uh, just making sure you actually find the right, the right keyword and make sure you're, you're plugging it in properly in your blog. And the third thing, which really uh, escalates your, your, your ranking, really jumps you up to the first page, is getting backlinks. And so that's a big one that I talk about in that five-part video series is how I get backlinks. And I'll get backlinks specifically to that blog that I'm writing about. So I know if I'm getting three or four backlinks from other websites to that blog, I'm going to jump up the rankings really quick and I'll end up hitting the first page pretty quickly. Uh, just making sure you're doing it in a, what they call it, the, the white hat way, not no black hat buying backlinks, but actually going out and guest podcasting, guest blogging and, and participating, helping other people, providing value to other websites so that they backlink back to you. And uh, then Google won't penalize you. 
Yeah, that was actually my next question. I wanted to dive a little deeper into that one because backlinking is kind of controversial. Some people are saying, mm -hmm. you know, you have people online saying, hey, don't do backlinking at all. But then you look at all of the statistics and it says, yeah, you need to have backlinks. So um, I know you, you mentioned, uh, touched on it a little bit as to how you are getting backlinks. Um, you said that you did guest posting. Uh, so you're providing value to these other websites. Um, could you dive mm -hmm. a little deeper into maybe other ways outside of guest posting? That's also Whitehead in order to get backlinks. Yeah. So a lot of what I do is, is guest posting, guest blogging, which is, yeah, I'm, I'm writing or participating on somebody else's podcast or, or a website. And that way I'm, I'm writing for them and they allow me to get a backlink back to my blog um, because I'm, I'm giving them value. Uh, another way is just by connecting with other entrepreneurs or other people that have websites. I've done things like creating a membership program or uh, infographics and things like that. And I'll send it to somebody for free uh, that's related to this niche or in this uh, particular community or, or I'll write a really high value blog and I'll send it over to somebody and pretty much just say like, this is, I'm giving this away to people in this community. You're welcome to use this on your website in your next blog. Um, as long as you give a backlink back to my website. And so uh, that also works as well. I have a one, one of my websites is a membership website and for members that join my, uh, my page, my website, I give them a membership badge and they're required to put it on their website and backlink back to my website. So it's just a, a free backlink for me and I'm getting all relevant backlinks from other blogs uh, that are related to my niche. So it really boosts my SEO with this free membership program that I have. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's some really good information there. Thanks so much. So when it comes to, I know you mentioned how you do the guest posting and then you'll uh, maybe reach out to other bloggers in your space on other social networks and everything. So are, I would, I would assume that networking would have to go into uh, uh, getting some decent backlinks as well, rather than just dropping a cold email to someone who's mm -hmm. never heard of you before. Could you dive a little bit deeper into how you network and then maybe create relationships with people? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a, a the communities that I participate in are I, I'm in a couple of Facebook groups, I'm in a couple of Reddit subreddits, and I will connect with people and provide value and help. And typically, people are asking questions or need help with something uh, related to their website or um, in this specific niche. Maybe they're talking about a problem that they have, and they're they're a blogger and they have their own website. And I will go out and provide value. I'll help them. I'll offer to jump on a quick Zoom call to talk about their problems. So it's really just going out and providing value and helping people first. And typically that turns into a, a situation where we're comfortable enough with each other. And I'll just say something along the lines of like, um, hey, I'm, I'm doing this SEO campaign. Uh, would you mind if I write a guest blog for your website? Or maybe they have a podcast. We're like, hey, you know, I, if you're looking for new guests, I'd be happy to jump on your podcast. Uh, like us, we got connected in Pat's uh, SPI community. So there's an awesome community of entrepreneurs. We got connected and here we are on a podcast together. So it's it's connecting with people like that in these communities and then either proposing a guest guest blog or maybe writing for each other's websites. Uh, so it is, you're right. I, I don't do any cold emailing or anything like that. It's more of uh, here's some value, here's some help. Um, hey, we got connected here. We're kind of friends now. Um, want to want a guest blog where I'm going to add some value to your website. So that's really how I get to these positions where I can get a backlink from another website. 
Yeah, those connections are really powerful, too. And it, it kind of goes to where Google wants us to be. They want to they want backlinks to be able to validate somebody versus actually just scheming the system just to get a link on a website that has nothing to do with your niche or not. So that's that's really good that you've been able to do the networking. And like I said, um, I was I'm also part of the SPI Pro that's like brand new that mm-hmm. Pat Flynn just threw out there. And literally within minutes, um, we've been connected with so many other entrepreneurs. He's done an excellent job of putting that together. Um, just to kind of switch gears a little bit here, Jake, uh, I saw somewhere that you have a website on something called a Pomsky. <laughs> Could you dive yes. a little deeper into what that is? Yeah, the Pomsky is a type of dog. It's a mix between a Pomeranian and a Husky. So take those two together. It's called a Pomsky. And I have a niche site about the Pomsky dog breed. Wow. Okay. So again, is that information that you noticed wasn't online and decided to I know people are looking for this, so let me create something on it. Is that how that one came about as well? Exactly. Yeah. I saw people posting, I think it was probably Facebook or somewhere posting about this picture and it was a cute little dog, cute little mini Husky. And I learned that it was a Pomsky and I started doing more research into it. And I did my research on Longtail Pro and I found that there was 300,000 people per month searching for the Pomsky and almost nobody was writing about it. There wasn't one authoritative source out there. And as I dove in deeper, I figured out that there was a lot of scams in the Pomsky industry that people were fake breeders or there were puppy mills that were just unethically breeding dogs and um, just just really harming dogs, essentially. So um, there are all these scamming websites. And that's how I got started in the Pomsky space as I started pointing out who's a scam and who is not. And I just started saying, I, I could go in and you can pretty obviously tell when somebody um, is just copying like reverse Google image image search or reverse search their testimonials. You could tell if they just copied from another website or they had fake photos, fake addresses, fake phone numbers. So I would go out to these websites and I point them out and say, this is a scammer. Don't work with them. And then I would rank higher than them on Google. So I'd be able to point out that they were a scam and I could get them shut down by reporting them to their web host and say it was a scam and get them shut down. So that's how I got started. And then it turned into now I'm one of the most authoritative sources uh, regarding the Pomsky breed just by starting with this little niche. Now, do you own a Pomsky? I don't. I've owned dogs my entire life. I own Great Danes, though, so kind of the total opposite of Pomskys. Right, right. So basically, you had an interest or or a passion in something, and even though you didn't necessarily own one, you just had enough information on it to be helpful towards somebody else. Is that kind of how that went? Exactly. So, and I'm very open about this on the website that it's an aggregation of information from people that own the Pomsky breed, breeders, trainers, uh, adoption uh, centers and shelters. And I kind of talk to all of them and get all this information about the Pomsky breed. And I'm the central source that aggregates it from real people that talk about real Pomskys. And I aggregate that and publish it for everybody to help train or help find a Pomsky from a shelter. And I just give all this real information about the Pomsky breed because nobody else was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's an excellent point there. Cause 
you know, I get a lot of students sometimes and they'll say, oh, there's already a website on this. There's already a website on that. There's already a resource out there that I don't. Why should I create one? But mm-hmm. like you said, you went ahead and created one and just aggregated a lot of the information together. So you basically did the research for people just so that when they found the website, they can get their questions answered just as quickly without having to surf Google and not find the answer or have to look at some random message board 10 pages in trying to find an answer. Let me ask you, how are you monetizing that site or are you monetizing that site? I am. So that one's monetized at around about a thousand five hundred in revenue, uh, recurring revenue per month. That's another passive income site, and that's through a couple of different ways. There's a, a couple of revenue streams here. It's uh, it's a membership website. I wrote a book about how to train the Pomsky. I uh, and then I just recently released an audio book for that. So I'm experimenting in the audio book space. Let's see. Uh, I have a lot of affiliate programs going on with that website. And let's see, I also have this, uh, another membership program. It's like a quarterly gift. I'll send out a, a dog toy or dog treats or something every single quarter, uh, to new Pomsky owners. And they are part of my Pomsky owner membership program. So a little, a couple different membership, uh, programs, affiliate programs, books. So a couple different revenue streams there. So from insurance to Pomsky's to now <laughs> helping entrepreneurs online, tell me a little bit about the entrepreneur ride along. Yeah. So the entrepreneur ride along is by far my favorite project because I love talking to other entrepreneurs and I love starting new businesses. If I could start a new business every day, I probably would, but I just don't have enough time. Uh, So I started the entrepreneur ride along where I can share what I've done in the industry and kind of share my journey and share my online businesses. That's also kind of my excuse. I get to start a new business succeed or fail, I get to share it with my subscribers and, and say what's going on, what am I trying, what am I thinking, and I get to share my journey there. And I, my, I monetize that website through coaching programs, online courses, and group coaching, teaching entrepreneurs to find their niche and build their first business, uh, whether it be affiliate, online course, memberships. I'm kind of sharing what I'm doing along the way and how I find a business and scale it and start to monetize it. And I help a lot with uh, one-on-one coaching and group coaching, just meeting entrepreneurs that are trying to get into the space and trying to start online businesses um, to find that niche and build their first business, just like I've done. And I get to share what worked for me and what I've done and, and what I'm trying. So that's uh, by far my my favorite project that I have going on right now because I love meeting and talking to new entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's good information. I, I, I mean, one like trend that I'm noticing with all of your businesses that you've run is that they all were to help somebody mm-hmm. and then the money just came is 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 that kind of how that process worked yeah absolutely you nailed it and i know that's the same thing you do as well is yeah publish that information out to just help people you can find my website and you could build your business through the entrepreneur ride along by using all of my free content you could come there and and just get a bunch of free value and free content and everything that i'm publishing and talking about on my podcast and start building your business that way um, so yeah, all, all of my businesses are out there to help people and then I can offer some type of premium service or uh, something premium to start monetizing the site and uh, generate some revenue from the website after I'm already helping people and providing that value. Right. So your your need to help has been, has made you a pretty penny, right? Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> Which it's is nice. Good. It's a good way to make money. You get to help people and you get paid for it. And then you just learn the SEO or the search engine optimization tricks that Google likes to use to rank websites and have just turned that into a full-time income, correct? 
Absolutely. Yeah. So a lot of what I'm doing is yeah, blogging, podcasting, YouTube, and a lot of those also follow the same common concepts of keyword research and putting out great content, having people engage with the content that ranks you higher in all the search algorithms. So yeah, you nailed it. A lot of what I do is blogging SEO and getting the organic traffic to my website so that I can get people on my email list and provide more free value and just give somebody a ton of value um, so that they want to work with me, they, they trust me and then want my services and want to work with me. That's good. You know, a lot of people are, some people are saying that blogging is dead. It doesn't even work anymore. No way. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with your sentiment there. Okay. So question I like to ask everybody. All right. Everyone, every podcaster has to have their one question, you know? <laughs> of so, course. Yeah. So what's one thing that you know now that had you known back when you first got started where maybe it would have cut your time in half to being successful. What what's what's the one thing that you could probably tell yourself maybe seven eight years ago, uh, where you would necessary where you would now be maybe twice as far along as you are now. That's a great question, and my answer would be what we touched on earlier, which is ask people before you build anything before you out launch that course, launch that service, yes. whatever you're thinking yeah. people want to buy ask them first because I didn't do that for about the first year that I was trying to start online businesses. As soon as I figured out that I actually need to talk to people and let them tell me what they want to buy and what they're struggling with, then all I go and do is build the product that they want and build exactly what they're asking for. So with the Pomsky site, I asked people, I probably talked to a hundred different Pomsky owners. I would say 90 out of 100 said, I just need help training this breed. It's so different than all the other dog breeds out there. It's not like a Husky. Uh, it's not like a, a Pomeranian. Um, I, know, I, I don't know how to train this dog. So I went out and talked to a bunch of trainers and breeders and uh, people that own this dog. And I aggregated a book to train the Pomsky breed, which nobody else had done before. And now when you type in Pomsky on Amazon, I'm the number one or two uh, thing that pops up on Amazon because people really want that because I asked them and they told me what they wanted. So I delivered it. Um, so that would have cut me probably, yeah, I, I would have cut my time in half, uh, probably more than that if I'd known that first. Yeah. So validation, just mm -hmm. validating before you just jump out there is, is really cool. Like, I, I really enjoy that. So um, I guess that's pretty much it, man. I, we're going to I would like to keep these episodes a little shorter, kind of, you know, just for the commute, you know, depending on mm -hmm. who's listening. Absolutely. To it. So let me ask you um, just just finally, before we dive into it, where can people find you? Uh, is there anything that you wanted to to bring out in terms of where people can find you and how you can help them? Yeah, I would say if anybody is looking to start a blog or start a website and you're just trying to drive traffic, I am putting on this challenge right now. It's the 1K challenge that I mentioned earlier, the 1,000 unique visitors to your website in a month. So that's over at theentrepreneurridealong.com slash traffic if you guys want to join that challenge with me and, and get my help driving traffic. Um, and then at the Entrepreneur Ride Along podcast, I'm now releasing a weekly podcast episode tracking my journey and what's working, what's not, and talking to other entrepreneurs to figure out kind of a, a roadmap that other people in a blueprint that people can follow to just get their own businesses up and running. And, and like you said, cut that time in half and learn from my mistakes and start your business successfully the first time instead of bailing three times like me. So, yeah. so that's where you can find me. Man, look, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the Blogger Evolution podcast, Jake. It's It's been a real pleasure just being able to hear your story and hear some of the failures you made and how those failures have actually made you into what you are today. Th thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. 
All right, so that was Jake Lang from the entrepreneurridealong.com. Be sure to go there to take his challenge to get a thousand visitors to your website in one month. Really, really amazing time. I'll be sure to put that down in the show notes. That's the entrepreneurridealong.com. So, really good chat. It was really fun to talk with Jake. Um, we met through uh, SPI Pro, which is one of Pat Flynn's. Uh, uh, communities that he's just put together in recent months and uh, really good interactions that I'm finding there and being able to stumble across Jake, you know, have this little interchange. um, It was really nice. So three main takeaways that I have for uh, this little chat that we just had. Number one, just dive in. One of the things that Jake was talking about is that uh, uh, his first two sites, they failed, but he didn't give up. He actually used them as learning experiences and he just kept going until he finally figured it out Uh, he had to go through a couple of failures before just so that it can help him to succeed in the future so uh, definitely one of the things that you should do with your blog is make sure that you just keep trying keep swinging if you give up after the first chance then you know if it doesn't work out then yeah you know you're not going to have a fun time with your blog but just look at the benefits of what you can earn. You know, in, in Jake's case, he's making a decent income each month. And he said he's only spending about three hours or so on it. You know, that's that's a pretty good um, income to say that he's only working about three hours or so on it per week. The other takeaway I got from this uh, podcast was choose a niche that you enjoy. So I don't know how much Jake actually enjoys um, the insurance training, but but he knows a lot about it and he doesn't mind doing the research to learn more about it. So he does enjoy it to a certain extent. So in the insurance space, how he's helping people pass these eight insurance exams, he took the time to put together a good course that's going to help people pass these exams. I remember he said it took him three months or so per exam. That's a lot of time and effort put into something. But as you can see, he's reaping the benefits now. He took care of it and now it's taking care of him. He also found that when he went on Google trying to find help, he realized that there was not much help out there. Again, that's opportunity. He saw that there was not a lot of information out there, but then he knew that a lot of people needed help with passing these exams because he did. He needed the help. And now he's making it a lot easier for people who are coming after him. He created it. He saw that there was a need and he filled it. So what need are you trying to fill? What gaps are you finding? When you Google something and you don't find the answer, that is opportunity. Are you taking advantage of that opportunity? And the third main takeaway from the interview was networking is huge. Again, we met on SPI Pro. We just came together in the blogging area of the uh, community. But one thing that I remember when I used to DJ on the side was that Uh, a lot of people would see your competition as enemies. Don't look at your competition as enemies. Look at them as friends. Look at them as someone who can give you uh, maybe future business. When I used to uh, moonlight as a wedding DJ, 
had a good time with that. I've done a lot of things. But I used to moonlight as a wedding DJ. And yeah, immediately you could see all of the other DJs in the community and seeing what they're doing. And you can work against them if you want, you know, trying to undercut them or trying to do this or do that. But if you just partnered with them, I mean, a DJ can only be in one place at one time. So if you can just partner with them and anytime maybe they get double booked or maybe they get asked to uh, to do a party where they're already booked, they can throw it to you. And by doing that, you are becoming friends. You are creating connections. You are networking. And the same principle really uh, exists in almost any facet of business. You know, look to be friends with your competition because you never know down the road where they might be able to help you. And then that brings us to another point when it comes to networking is that you need to connect first and then ask. Your first connection with people can't be asking them for a favor. It can't be, hey, can you do something for me? I know you don't know who I am, but I really would like you to plug my website. No, that that doesn't work. Go out in your space, find like-minded people and just, you know, send them a DM, send them a message on Instagram, post on their posts, leave a comment on their posts, I should say. Do something to kind of make your name known. If they post YouTube videos, post some comments on their YouTube videos. If they have a big blog, post comments on their blog entries. After a while, your name is going to be first in mind. And then when you finally make that reach in email, they know who you are. And then you can start connecting. After you've done that, now it's time to ask for the favor. And even then, you need to make it mutual. You know, make it where they're going to get something and you're going to get something as well. So just dive in, choose a niche that you enjoy and connect. Networking is huge. Those are the three main takeaways. Did you get something different from the chat with Jake? If so, let's talk about it in the Superhero Bloggers Facebook group. There we could talk about whatever you got, you know, maybe something, a question that I forgot to ask, maybe something that you wish that I had asked and really would like an answer on. Just let me know over in Superhero Bloggers. Just go to the Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search Superhero Bloggers. It'll be the first one that pops up. Or I will be sure to also leave the link in the show notes below. So I hope you enjoyed the first interview on the Blogger Evolution podcast. I surely did. And I look forward to doing many, many more. So if you enjoyed it, please be sure to leave a comment over on um, Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify or wherever you happen to be listening, um, especially if you want to be featured on the next podcast uh, when we do our features. It's really a great time that I'm able to put these podcasts together for people like you to listen to and actually enjoy and get some tips from just to give you some motivation to keep moving forward. I even got some good tidbits from Jake that I'm going to start implementing right now. <laughs> so anyway, enjoy your week. Again, do something now that your future self will thank you for. Keep building, keep growing. And I'll see you later. Peace.